0: Hi, this is Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey from the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. Get it.
1: HPpodcraft.com. It's Seven Hand!
2: Brought to you across the indifferent universe by Good Games. We're moving on from Rolling Banks and Burger Brothers to Rolling Banks and Arkham Horror the card game. Yeah, Lovecraft's IP just got exploited again. However, the OGTOP on LCG is in ecstasy since Insanity and Resource Sprees are Fantasy Flight's Monopoly. These all rules apply. If you're goths not Nemo an girlfriend and you prefer a ghoul priest over pool grease to lubricate your fiendish pool parties, you need to dive into this episode of Seven Land Hand. Arkham Horror, the card game. I almost missed that out already. Almost Very blew close. Arkham Horror, the card game, is a cooperative deck management scenario game from Fantasy Flight. It was released in 2016 and took out that year's Golden Geek Best Card Game Award. Arkham Horror, the card game, was designed by mathematical mad persons Nat Fra- French Nat French, and Matthew Newman. With one core set, it's a game for two, two players, who are 14 plus and hope to finish a game in one to two to three to four <laughs> dot 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 hours. A word of warning from HP himself. The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is not understanding the game rules. But never before has there been more confusion than the time we thought Paloma Faith got resurrected by Victor Frankenstein and Penny Dreadful, but more on this later. Uh, the game's elevator pitch reads as follows. The boundaries between worlds have drawn perilously thin. Arkham Horror the Card Game is a cooperative living card game. Ting, registered trademark. Set amid a backdrop of Lovecraftian horror. As the Ancient Ones seek entry to our world, one to two investigators work to unravel arcane mysteries and conspiracies. One disclaimer before we proceed. Nate and Matt are not actual madmen. However, they both have recordings of H.P. Lovecraft barking like a dog as their ringtones. What does it all mean to gamers? Today, from beyond the wall of sleep, I'm joined by Miskatonic Matt McHale. I too have a ward of warning. And Mr Gin and Tonic Jamie Lawrence.
0: Ah, I'm more of a Midori guy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was no Midori University in the uh, uh, Lovecraft literature.
3: Well, there probably should have been. Yeah. It would have been a nicer place.
2: What tentacle-infused geekiness have you found through the gates of the Silver Key, etc., etc., theme, etc.?
3: Who's going to go first? Who's got the most stuff? I probably, because I spoke up first, I guess I should. Go, Matt. Now, I've got three very different things. I'm going to start with the first one, which is actually to do with another podcast. Why are you speaking like you're doing a magic trick? I've got no idea, oh. because it's pretty interesting. Uh, the Geek Shock Book Club, which I'm a member of, yeah, uh, has just done Good Omens by uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, now, I read this book late, back in the early 90s, about 1994, something like that. And uh, I haven't picked it up since. Now, I picked it up at the beginning of the month because it's the new book. And I couldn't get past, couldn't get more than a third of the way through. Sure, it was tough work, was it? It, it really was. I, and I think, I don't yeah. know whether I found it dated or I just found it a difficult read now. You but. know
2: what I got with that? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Douglas, uh, yeah. Douglas Adams, yeah, and uh, and I, I read that a couple of times in high school, and then I went back. And I thought, oh, that's a classic. I'll read that again in I don't know, like maybe ten years ago. Yeah, and just couldn't couldn't do it. I was just like, oh, that's just stupid. It's funny,
0: <laughs> I, and I like or the, are you I your just you're Just me right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's two of my favorite books, <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, and you know, I don't necessarily. I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that, but I'm just saying it's my, just not en- for you right now. my enthusiasm for that book back then, and, and I guess for um, Hitchhikers as well, because I did read them around about the same time, mm. uh, was you know, heightened, whereas now I kind of... I've, I don't know whether I think I've outgrown it or... Yeah. Well, I, see, I didn't get too far
2: into like The Color of Magic. I liked it and all that sort of stuff, and I, I read it, and I think I read maybe the one or two books mm. after that, and then I just thought, well, I'm kind of done with this now. I didn't go deep into that.
0: I don't know. I'm actually with you on, on most of Pratchett. Yeah, it's just good omens. Good
2: omens is great. Neil Gaiman kept him in line, obviously, for you. I
3: think so. <laughs> I found that um, like a lot of Pratchett stuff has stayed the same, whereas Gaiman's gotten better over the years. I think, and his later work, or so his most recent stuff uh is far more removed i've, I've read a lot of so. for a lot of
2: neil Gaiman, but not enough to be feeling but i love the ocean at the end of mm. the the lane lane yeah, yeah. yeah. road lane street <laughs> uh yeah that's that's beautiful and and there's like lots of inherently like odd things in there but they yeah. feel inherent like they're real and like, I've, i just finished reading um the thief of always by clive barker yeah who is older work, I understand, is of that ilk as well, where the older stuff has got this lovely... Inherent stuff that happens—it feels inherent, and yeah. it's horror, and it's really nasty. But it feels like, oh yeah, well that would happen, you know, if you if you played around with that little <laughs> box there, sure, a gate would open the hell <laughs> and to hell, the Cenobites would come out. That's legit. Yeah. Uh, apparently, in later years, uh, I was talking to a writer friend of mine because I was saying, "Clive Barker's is really getting up there for me. I'm loving it." Uh, he says the latest stuff isn't isn't up to scratch. But, That's what I've
3: heard too. Yeah. But I read the Scarlet
2: Gospels and some of that I, I really liked as well.
3: I quite liked uh, is, it's Neverwhere.
2: Yeah, I haven't um, read that one. That was got, quite good. I've got and, and about
3: three different copies of that, including the
2: uh, the um, graphic novel.
3: I like the adaptation, the film, the um, yeah series adaptation. It's on Netflix, good. isn't it? Maybe. Oh, I don't think so. Oh. But this is a while that I saw that. But speaking of Netflix, yes. my second thing is that I've been watching, and I've decided I've, I'm watching Netflix in a different way at the moment. I'm actually yeah. focusing on Squinted, one thing over squinting. the month, and <laughs> with a patch on, with a patch on, yeah. And I've been watching Killjoys, right? Which is a sci-fi. Uh, Matt's quizzes soap. until later. <laughs> it's a bit of I don't know. It's it's kind of a cross between uh, Firefly plus Neighbors. Uh, that grittiness of Days of Our Lives, Aliens. Yeah, but not the aliens. did can you tone. say soapy? No opera, opera. Oh, like opera, space, space opera, opera. Yeah. right? Uh, and have you seen have you seen it, Jamie? You don't um, know of it? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, basically, it centres on uh, the crew of a ship who ha- are uh, reclamation officer, officers, or they they're bounty hunters, basically, and they go out and do jobs for a faceless company or collect warrants. And it seems they're moving between a four planets in this quadrant. And it's just the story of going back between these planets, collecting warrants. It, it's, it's not great, I'll be honest. It's not great, <laughs> yeah. but it's watchable. And Well, that's a where huge wrap. Yeah, and where they've left it off, it does seem like to me that a second season would be good. Because I'd like to see... I've I finally engaged with the characters enough that I'd like to see what happens hmm. in the second see, season.
2: My two things of of that I've been watching do come out of um, Netflix. And it starts with The Expanse, which I think... Which is brilliant. See, I'm yeah. not up to brilliant yet. I'm up to... It's a bit confusing as to, yes. there's three different stories yeah. going and I'm not so sure really how engaged I am with two of them and I'm kind of into one after watching maybe, I think it must be a four or five episodes in, but I'm, re- I'm working a little mm. bit to make The Expanse work for me, <laughs> all right, and I haven't watched it for about a fortnight, so I watched a bit of it, yeah, okay, no, I, I liked my it. wife's out, she's like, nah, this is garbage, <laughs> I was like, all right, she, when she goes to bed, Expanse goes on, cool, cool. And the and the Asian diplomat lady or Indian she yeah. blinks like a million times at you watch yeah, her and yeah. she's going, she's blinking. And that's what we my wife and I ended up, I started doing we we're just going, How many times she blinked? One, two, <laughs> it three, like four, a five, game. Six, seven, Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's we're not engaged in the story at that time. But it's okay, I'm sticking in there. All right. Haven't got to brilliant. Now what gets me from the expanse, we went, Oh, I haven't watched Sherlock season four. Tune <laughs> into Sherlock season four. All of a sudden, good writing occurs, and you're like, this is bloody brilliant. So you you jump know? on board. Yeah, straight in, loving everything, <laughs> loving the characters, not just because it's Sherlock, just it's the well-performed, you know, the Cumberbatch uh, is, is up to his old tricks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, right into it. And, and I was at work going, you have to watch this, because there are only, like, three episodes in a season, like an hour, an hour and a half, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've, I, I've I, haven't, I haven't watched it. Oh'll well, watch the first watch all four seasons and then wait for the clangor right at the end where the whole thing <laughs> just falls into a big fucking mess or it 's just terrible <laughs> and everything that occurs in the final episode, which they 're saying might be the finale, is just diabolically bad it 's just like the character's are cliched there 's this uh the invent Sherlock has a sister and I'm not even, i 'm i don 't even care about spoiling it for you because you just need to go for this for a ride just to well, well no, don't, I don't even know why it's there, but she just behaves like this really bad stereotype of a bad like, villain, and makes them go through this rat race of uh, activities, which is just silly. You know, that psychopathic genius kind of, well, maybe I'll just have to kill you then. OK. Uh, <laughs> flick of the fingers, you're dead now. It's like, oh, you know, what, what is the point? And then they, they hop around from one location to another, and a scene ends, and all of a sudden they're locked away in this house, which isn't really the house. It's just this locked thing, and the wall falls down. And boom, we're back at this other place. which is a location miles away. It's like, <laughs> it's terrible. But... Three seasons and two episodes. Pure genius. Stick you what... with it. Stick no, no. with it through
3: the crap and no, 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 then no.
2: hit the good stuff. No, the other way around. No, Watch start it all. With the good stuff. Watch it all. Watch it all. And then when you're up to season four, last episode, just walk away. <laughs> and you'll think this is the best thing we've ever seen.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, actually, when you well, mentioned The Expanse, uh, Killjoys is Firefly plus Expanse equals Killjoys. That's, that's the mathematical sum there. There's not so. a lot of
2: wiggle room in that is there between expanse and firefly well like, when
3: you're talking about sci-fi space uh ship drama then that's that's really it you know there aren't too many other i don't think there are too many others there was space above and beyond and there was some star others trek out there, say yeah <laughs> no, star trek's in a completely different league like but uh so that was netflix that's what i'm watching at the moment killjoys give it a chance it's not great but it's worth a look if you're doing the dishes, which I usually am. When watching you've convinced Netflix.
2: me to never tune into that one, <laughs> Jamie, you, you're chomping at the bit over there. What's going on?
0: Oh, I jumped into the last, to the first few episodes of Iron Fist.
2: Oh yeah, which, yeah, uh, and
0: it's received a, a very mixed reaction from people. I'm really enjoying it. It's yeah. just a it's a very slow build. You know, like they're they're exploring things, they're taking time, they're introducing characters and building world and. You know, it's it's not too bad so far. It That's, doesn't
2: doesn't look Moorish. I've seen the adverts on the Netflix and I've gone. Well, there's the latest Marvel Netflix thing, but I'll just go and do anything else.
0: Look, it, it definitely doesn't have that quality. That I mean, for me, Luke Cage and, uh, and the first season of Daredevil. You know, I had to watch the next one and see what was going on. Yeah, and I just it's slower than that. You know, like after an episode, you need to take a break and take it all in, and then go back and do another one. Mm. Um, but it's, it's very enjoyable, and it fits in with the rest of it all very nicely.
3: So it's funny. I found I watched Jessica Jones from start to finish, no problem. Luke Cage has taken me a little bit longer to get through. I'm actually... I still haven't finished the last episode. Iron Fist, I haven't started yet, but I'm not excited. I'm more excited to see what's coming next with the Defenders, but... Uh,
0: it's, it's always going to hang over that, isn't it? You know, yeah. like... Because you know defenders is coming, anything that's in the way is always going to be a little bit, a little bit of a downer.
2: I want, I want David Tennant and Jessica Jones to come back and like blow my oh mind man. again. He's so good, so good.
0: I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the end of Jessica Jones for people who haven't seen it, but yeah. they made the worst choice in the history of cinema. <laughs> uh,
2: um, yeah, okay. So, in, since we're talking things that we've been watching, right? I had to go back and I was flicking through my old uh, archives. Let's say and uh, stumbled across a folder that I'd been avoiding for years because I, I loved it back in the day. Oh, it's your old short filmography that you've made, right? Larry Sanders' show. Have you ever seen <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Now, I watched <laughs> this years ago and thought it was pure genius. Now, I don't like Gary Shandling. I still don't like yeah. him, but I love this show. And I thought, I can't watch it because it's pure 80s, ni- uh, early 90s. It's going to really sure. reek of that, and it's going to age badly. And I was really worried. And I, I just decided to watch it, funnily enough. I'd seen them all out of order when I originally saw them. Garden Weasel is one of the episodes I thought was the weakest. Turns out that's season one, episode one. So that's yeah. where I started. Uh-huh. And I loved it. And I'm back. I just can't stop watching them now. They're, they're great. So if you haven't seen it and you've sort of seen nighttime TV, yeah, American yeah. TV, tune into it. Artie, Riptorn, is a friggin' genius. That and, <laughs> and Hank, oh my God, it's just it's so good. And it's, it's still so good. It's been so
3: long since I've seen that, I can't actually I can't remember much about it, but I, I do remember watching
2: I just I just want I, to move into Artie in the workplace. Yeah. He's just like he knows everything and he can just he's got all these moves, is he's, he's yeah. a genius.
3: So I, I quite <laughs> like, you know, I was a big fan of the Drew Carey show. So you know, I figure if you're into Drew Carey show, you're probably also into The Office, which means in a roundabout way, what? you might be the, the British the one. The
2: Office, you think The Office and the Drew Carey show line up? No, no.
3: I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, it's it's that similar sort of humor. Whereas the English is more high. The Office is more highbrow, not the American one. Yeah, no. It's, but it, it's just it's that almost okay. like that throwaway show you can watch an episode not get too caught up in it you don't have to watch episode after episode cuz they're not yeah, it's light. connected That's- it's light it's fun and you can walk away from it for a while come back to it and then be reminded of old friends you know <laughs> Rip- the,
1: Rip the office is, is pure genius well.
0: yeah
3: what was that Jamie Rip Torn
0: he's great fellow yeah. he's good in anything oh. he's loved him in him immensely black
2: yeah yeah he's, i mean he's just something so much i i can remember in when i was a kid my dad would would say Oh, you see all these, you know, like the cowboy movies were out, right? Black and whitish cowboy movies. And he would say, oh, check out this guy in in the credits. Always look out for this guy. He's got the funniest name. There he is, Rip Torn. What a (laughs) stupid name that is. And it always pointed out. So we'd always look for Rip Torn. This is back in the 70s. Everyone knows it. Saw him again in Larry Sanders. And, um, you know, so immediately, because I'm watching that again, Wikipedia'd him because Gary Shandling died. (laughs) And on the other day episode, he was talking to Robin Williams. We were just going, two dead guys talking to each other right there. (laughs) And we thought, well, Rip Torn... (laughs) Obviously, must be dead by now. He's not dead. No, no. he's like ninety-one or something like that, and yeah. still
3: battling on. It's like Keith Richards, only without the other stuff, I guess. No, oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, no, this guy's not chemically alive. I don't believe, but anyway. <laughs> All right, have we, got, have I've we got. got any one more. more.
1: Oh,
2: Jamie yeah. hasn't had a word. Oh. We're running out of wicked oh, geek so, time. Say, I've, I've taken up a new hobby. Go on. Which
0: is uh, getting dissed by Aaron Graham on the Magic Show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserved it.
0: Well, it was, no, no. You see, Aaron Graham. He's a man, he is a he is a West Coast softy. He is a he is sock Grand Prix attending. You know, everyone else goes he's so Frenchy, Grand Prix. Everyone goes to Grand Prix, okay? Not a Grand Prix. <laughs> and he uses There's a bunch of Grand Pricks, and plays least. his tidy little magic games, and it's all very nice. But over here on the east side, we play street magic. We play real <laughs> magic, man.
2: And, and, and you celebrate You opponent. celebrate Grand Prix, do you?
0: When we look in the eyes of our opponents, we see murder. And when we see that murder, you got to look him right back and say, give me your best shot. And that's when you need to know that you've got the backup of a fog in your hand.
3: It's <laughs> just <laughs> going that way.
0: You fog him and then you stomp him. And then if he's still standing, you stomp him again. And that's the way that that game works. And Aaron Graham, I've got to tell you, he just, he doesn't know real magic. That's the real problem here. I think magic we- is a game of deception and bluffing. And it's not about the numbers on the table or what's actually in your hand. It's about the fact that you just fogged that guy two times in a row, and he ain't confident on the third time. You're going to swing back. You're going to take him out.
2: See, so you've got you've got two it's fogs in your cup. hand, have you, Jamie? What's that? Did you have two fogs in your hand there? Did you? You fogged in twice. Oh, I've got a
0: deck full of fogs for him.
3: <laughs> and what variations oh, of fog?
0: Variations of fog. There is a deck called Turbo Fog, which I absolutely <laughs> adore. Which is just. It's about 20 copies of Fog and things that hurt your opponent when they draw cards. It's
1: great.
2: Oh, well, you've heard it from the grand Prix himself. That was Jamie. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the argument needs to go on, but maybe I'd, I don't know. I think we're building, we're definitely building up to that debate, that grand debate. No, I think it's already happened. I think Aaron, I, well, anyway, we'll build, we'll build, yeah, okay. live debate. You
3: know what we're building up to? Advert, advert. Oh, <laughs> no. I've got one more. I want to bust in because this is this is really big. All right, this is big. We talk about don't they
1: bust in. Let's do the advert.
3: Quick, quick. Board games and all their uh, explosion onto so many board games. Uh, into the iOS market. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, board uh, board game digital ports. Uh, it's going insane at the moment. Asmodee have just dropped a huge bunch of great games at the moment, and I'd, I don't call it a. I call it an iOS board game revolution is going on at the moment. So many good games have come out in the last couple of months that have been instant buys for me that i 'm definitely considering because I actually own the physical versions of these games too, getting rid of the physical versions, oh. just keeping the digital versions because i 've got like I've got, You've lost your i 've got you 've lost count i 've got forty six iOS board games on my iPad now, which is just ridiculous to me it seems. But you've got all the classics, right? Ticket to Ride has been out for ages. Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne, uh, Hey, That's My Fish. They've all been out for He's reading a
2: list again, Jamie. I am.
3: What's come out <laughs> recently? Potion yeah. Explosion, Mysterium. Can, uh, candy Crush. <laughs> can, bejeweled. Don't you dare yeah, you love, compare you love. those. Uh, <laughs> there's Waterdeep. There's Small Worlds out there. Uh, Mariah Carey. And zombies, Ghost armor. Stories, Agricola, yeah. Dominant Species, Keltas.
0: HG Worlds.
3: And one that has just dropped. Pong. Takedo. Right. Takedo has just released in the last couple of days. And I was a massive fan of the original, of the board game version, yeah. the tabletop version. And I love this one. This has taken up all of my spare time. You ever played Mindsweep, Matt? So Zen. <sighs>
1: Is it beautiful?
0: I, I love like, it. Is the, beautiful. the real appeal of the tabletop one is the insane beauty yeah. of the game
1: itself.
3: They've translated that perfectly to this iOS version. That's uh, wonderful. And what I I really felt I missed out when the uh, when they re reimagined the original Tokaido and they gave they gave like a deluxe edition where they did gave you little miniatures and things for the characters rather than uh, uh, was it standees or. Um, No, it was just their tokens. So they've actually put little animated characters in there so they move about on the board like they're running. It's just... It's breathtakingly beautiful and... Well, Lee, I'm have, having an emotional moment. Seven Land Hand, brought to you by Asthma Day this week, yeah. and uh,
2: it's incredible. Next, next, <laughs> so next month, games. next month will just be a digital version.
3: I've even got oh, on, a are. folder on my iPad front page that is just for deck porn. builders. Oh, and yeah. it's almost full
2: next to the pawn you know, folder. It's
3: got <laughs> <laughs> Hang
0: on a sec! Aren't we always a digital version? Yeah, I know. I uh,
2: sneak yeah. there. <laughs>
3: Uh, but come on, I've got back into Magic on Magic Jewels, although it's ruined me yet again. I'm still persisting. Uh, Ascension, Pathfinder, okay. Xeno right. Shift. Look, yep. This Thank- this is why I'm calling it a a, a revolution, <laughs> because these games are just changing the way I play for sure. Mm. Uh, I've got more time for iOS games. Uh, they're easier to pull out. No pack away. And I can play them anywhere I want without hassle. And that's appealing to me because of my circumstances, the way I game now. So, um, yeah, I, I think iOS digital gaming, thumbs up all the way. It's pretty cool. All right, let's blob. Let's blob. Win! Win! Win.
2: Arkham Horror, the card game, for commenting on the Facebook page for this show. That's episode 90 at facebook.com forward slash 7 Hand.
3: 90.
2: We'll announce last month's winner of Burgle Brothers a bit later in Neats and Twos. Uh, This month, to draw a winner, Good Games HQ watched every second of Ocean's Eleven in minute detail before picking a lucky listener who looked most like one of the extras from the film. And every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the gaming review. And this month, it will be Arkham Horror, the card game. So while Stock's last Seven, seven line Hand listeners uh, can get 10% off Arkham Horror, the card game, at every Good Game store in this mouldering corner of realia, all you must do is sleep for a millennia whilst being completely dead. Then, upon awakening, state to your nearest Good Game store employee, after giving him the Innsmouth look, yeah. uh, this month's password... Give me the Dunwich Discount.
0: Dunwich Discount.
2: For all of April. Give me the Dunwich Discount. Dunwich
0: discount.
2: That's while stocks last, and now on with the show. (laughs) Assuming that I was sane and awake, my experience on that night was such as had befallen no man before. It was, moreover, a frightful confirmation of all I had sought to dismiss as myth and dream. That was HP Lovecraft from The Shadow Out of Time. And that's a little bit of a narrative intro into what this game, this month's game is all about, yeah. which is Arkham Horror, the card game. And uh, now-
3: is that a sample of how, what listeners could hear if they heard you reading on the uh, HP Literary Podcast? Yeah, exactly. that happened as well.
2: <laughs> I, but I'll tell you what, there's, there's, this game, just to jump ahead a little bit, is absolutely littered with flavour text like that all the way through yeah. it, isn't it? What it's, yeah. it's, it, well, isn't written by HP it has actually been written, written quite well. But let's it's not jump ahead. In the it's
0: very, very in the, in the right style.
2: Yeah. Um, Out of
0: interest, uh, completely trivia factoid. I just uh, looked up what was happening in Lovecraft's life 90 years ago today. And he was in the middle of writing uh, an amazing story called The Color Out of Space. And I Great thought story. this episode 90, 90 years ago, wow. you know. No. Let's, let's pay a bit of homage. We're well,
2: practically holding Shop. hands with Lovecraft through this episode <laughs> is what, is what <laughs> Phil was saying there. Well, what is going to be arduous is saying Arkham Horror, the card game, all the way through this, but we'll try. And if we call it Arkham Horror by accident, we're not talking about the other Fantasy Flight Arkham Horror game. So, without further ado... It's adieu, us
0: calling it Artug.
2: All right. Um, Jamie, what's the narrative and the objective of this game then?
0: So... Narratively, we're investigators in Arkham investigating. <laughs> in terms of the objective, it changes from scenario to scenario. We've got it's true. a story that we're working our way through. And, uh, and as investigators, we're gathering clues, we're travelling around to different locations, and we're trying to defeat ultimate evil in a quest for good.
3: So it really is set up like chapters of a book. And that's
2: that's one of the cool things about this game is that because it's a deck builder, deck modification game, with each expansion that comes out, you're getting a new story that alters the whole game, Um, but you're getting a different story. And that in itself is part of the sweet things about this game.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The funny thing is in the intro you mentioned that, uh, we're calling it Arkham Horror, the card game, uh, a living card Card game. game.
2: Fantasy Flight's words, not mine.
3: Yeah, but isn't it interesting, though, that Arkham Horror isn't the trademarked thing. Living Card Game is the trademarked aspect.
2: Well, I don't think you'd be able to get a trademark on <laughs> Arkham because that's... No, that's
3: right, but, but Living Card public. Game is all there. It's all stitched up.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Speaking of stitched up... Yeah. What's, what's it going to look like on the table in front of us, Matt? What, what are we getting? Well, cracking this box, as you might have seen on our un- unboxing, yeah, where we bot- did a lot of the work
2: of uh, cards coming yeah. out of a
3: box. A bunch of cards, uh, very some very thick decks of cards, and we've also got numerous tokens for all different kinds of things, yeah. resource tokens to uh, uh, your san- your mental and your uh, sanity, and, sanity health. and health tokens. Uh, there's also uh, a randomized selection of. Uh, Chaos tokens tokens in a
2: in a in a bag of your choosing.
3: That's it. There's some character cards as well for each of the investigators, and uh, then a number. All the cards themselves are in four different flavors, plus a bunch that can uh, go against all of them. And three books. Yeah, three books. One of them is a rules reference, which is uh, straight out of the. Straight out of the mind of, of uh, Fantasy UA flights, Rosenberg. All of I was going to say UA Rosenberg <laughs> really? and, and the uh, Agricola rulebook because it's very small print and there's lots of it. Well, that's one, that's one of the things I've got down here. It's, it's not for dim light play
2: or poor uh, eyesight because mm-hmm. the tiny text on it and on the cards really caused me some trouble and one of the lights I blew with that. Halfway right. through our game playing month, one of the lights above our gaming table That's blew right. and I wasn't able to replace it. We oh, were almost playing in the dark. My goodness. It's very thematic. It was thematic. We got the candles out. <laughs> That'd and be scary. Had a... I wouldn't
0: want to play this game in the
2: dark. Oh, we, we got the candles out and then we just had a romantic dinner and it changed the mood of the game completely. But um, yeah, you've also got the uh, learn to play guide yeah, as well. Which
3: we're big fans of. Learn to play is get you straight into the game. Yeah. However,
2: conceptually, we this
3: are. I don't think this learn to play got us straight into the game
2: no but perhaps more on that uh, <laughs> later in in our opinions um but you you've got um like quite a different like uh, areas of the game haven't you so you set out yeah. your scenario cards in a particular way where you've got ad- agenda cards and what's the other one
3: the uh, the uh, act cards act cards so yeah yeah agenda cards are these things that they're, they're the ai of the game they're what drives the plot and the act cards are more to do with the investigators, and so that's what the mm. how the investigators interact with the story.
2: So the agenda cards tick up doom tokens, and yeah. when it reaches a certain threshold, bad stuff it happens. Flips over, and you get into the next card, which tells the next bit of story. And the act cards go by clues, yep. usually that are definitely in the starter pack.
3: And they they're what advances the investigators' journey through yeah. this uh, horror. Scenario.
2: So you've got a, a scenario reference card as well, which tells yep. you, a lo- differs what the chaos tokens mean yep, when they are the out. changes the rule
3: for each scenario. Yeah,
2: so it keeps... keeps that. keeps that's, that's, I think, one of the good points and the bad points of this game. Good points, it keeps the whole game flexible, so they Does. are free to do whatever. Yep. The bad side of that is we found it difficult to get in a bit of a flow with that at times. Yeah. Um, and what have we got? Oh, uh, the location so, cards.
3: Yeah, so... To start off, with the first scenario, it's not a spoiler because you open the box, and, you get open into box it. and it's the way it goes. You open the scenario, you start off in your study in your house yeah. and uh, all of a sudden you can't escape from your house, yeah, well, from your study in fact. So
2: that's the location and then when you uh, get past through that location, you flip it over yeah. and it's got this cool little reference thing that links it, it to other location cards.
3: Yeah, other S- areas of your house. And so the very first scenario itself is all centred around Your, uh, your home where you've been doing your investigation, uh, all the paperwork, whatnot, and your home's being invaded from, uh, deep
2: below. It's it's fantasy flight, Jamie. Should we expect the usual sort of quality coming out of the box?
0: We absolutely should. The, um, the cards have this really beautiful sort of crosshatched finish on them that I really, really like. And, um
3: tokens all, the tokens are all
2: heavy. very
0: lust. The, uh, the art is fantastic, very Art Deco, yeah, it very sure is. very period. But yeah, really, really good stuff.
2: If you're familiar with um, all of the other Arkham games at Fantasy Flight, it's very much the same as that. No surprises there.
0: Well, one actually, one thing that did surprise me is that there's actually less reuse of art in this yeah. one than there have been in some other games. Yeah, They've that's got right. The trouble of doing new images, which is really, it's I don't want to say it's refreshing, but Fantasy Flight have been guilty in the past of taking one image, chopping it up into seven pieces, and putting it around the place. Yeah, the, the
2: art, the art jump the from Arkham Horror to Eldritch Horror is pretty much the same art.
3: <laughs> but yeah, did, and the
0: did... same with all the Star Wars games, and the same with all the Netrunner games. Mm. You see things over and over again.
3: I've got um, uh, Pandemic Cthulhu, Reign of Cthulhu, and... Again, that's very similar in scope as well. I know that's a Z Man game, but uh still you you get that same tone across all of these games, which is I think creates like we said with uh Netrunner, not Netrunner, with Android and all those Android universe yeah. things, it creates this encyclopedia, if you like, of uh different sort of games within the same universe that feels like it's in sync, in harmony or whatever. So you can pick up another one. It might not be your style of game, but uh, the story is engaging and you get into it because of the theme. Now, I think that's something that we found that we thought we would get right into, uh, David and I, because of the... uh, Love the theme. We love the theme. But it didn't happen. No, no, (laughs) it it didn't quite happen. And probably... To be honest, to t- the way we set it up, the first. Well, time, I-, I was thinking. Why I-, don't I wouldn't we go suggest through... going into this cold.
2: Why-, why don't we go through just like a, a, a basic, uh, like f- the phase? Uh, how the, how a pl- the turn happens? Okay, have you got the um, the oh, cards over the there? I just... cards. I've got the phase sequences here. So, we, yeah. and, and, and in the first in the first phase, you don't do the um, the mythos phase. That's the, on the first round. What you do is you get through to the investigation phase. Yeah. you got the reference cards over there so we can no, get this right? No,
3: and, and I, don't have I think it's there. in the bag we've got there. Oh, you've probably got it there. Yeah. There's so but many look, cards. we
0: talk about an average turn, which is where you yeah. start yeah. with the Mythos phase, which yeah. is where the uh, Mythos story advances, <laughs> and all of you will draw a, uh, a card that's going to do Event a bad card. thing to you in the game. Yeah. And but, uh, then, you, uh, then you're going to deal with... Uh, your own actions yeah. and what you want to do on your turn.
3: The mythos so phase is really where the game kicks you in the ass. It is
0: big, big
3: time. A... So
0: well, yes. it lives up to the horror part of its name.
2: Mm. And that's and you get and you get one doom token on the agenda there as well. You know, we mentioned before you, the the agenda card uh, advances when you get so many doom tokens on it, and that's not the only yeah, way. to so do- I, I
0: guess thematically speaking. The, uh, the the game is represented by two particular cards: the agendas and the acts. The agendas are very much what the bad guys are trying to achieve, and the acts are what you are trying to achieve to stop them. Hmm. So you're trying to progress through the acts of the sto- of the of the story faster than it can get its agenda completed. And
2: uh, and and, uh, and the cool thing uh, about it is. If the uh, agenda card gets enough doom threshold on, uh, breaches its doom threshold, that doesn't trigger until you get around to mythos phase. So in the in the in uh, phase two, three, or four of the round sequence, if you get uh, doom tokens on the uh, agenda card, you don't trigger it straight away. You have to wait until the mythos phase happens, which can make you play a little bit differently, which is kind of cool. I think we did that once or twice.
0: Yeah. Um, right, so, so the second round of the game is, is where players take actions.
1: Investigation phase. around
0: locations, exploring, investigating, avoiding monsters, playing new stuff, um, getting gear, creating resources, drawing cards, doing all the things that players do. There yeah. are
3: lots of actions to take, actually, which is a positive thing, I think. You're not spoilt for choice. There's lots of different actions that Seven you can actions. do, and you get to choose three of them. And sometimes, you, if depending on what cards you have, if if you've got something down in your play area, uh, and that has a trigger, it, it could give like an asset card, uh, an ally, perhaps. I'm thinking of the Luca card that gives you an extra action. So instead of three actions, you can choose four uh, of
0: those. Leo Deluca, the DeLuca.
3: Lion
2: yeah so you talked about cards being down in your play area so you can yeah. play a card into your yeah. play area as an action, and that is where cards come from your hand. that's right and you play a cost for them and then you place them down and you can play them, but
3: you can also yeah. do something else with them map. Yeah, that cost is in resources Yeah. and you can also play them directly from your hand to assist your your roles follow invest, fellow investigators yeah or in the term, in, during a, uh, an investigation. Which is so often um, during the game, a you'll skill need challenge. Make, you'll
0: yeah. need to make a skill check of some sort to see if you are uh, smart enough to figure out a puzzle, or if you're uh, clever enough. enough to find a clue. Yeah. And so when you make those challenges, you have a stat, which is usually between one and four, which you are then comparing to a target number. You pull a token out of the bag, and it'll give you a modifier. Yeah. Before you pull that token out, you can stack the deck in your favor by discarding cards that have a matching icon. So if you're making an intelligence test, discard cards with a brain on them, and uh, you get an extra point per brain symbol you've discarded.
3: That's right. And, and you can use, the great thing is you can use those on your fellow investigator's turn. So you could be ciphering, uh, getting rid of those cards that you don't necessarily think you're going to need, but, but they become useful on your fellow investigator's turn. And they don't even have to be at the same location. It's just, it's an advantage that you can pay forward to the other investigator and... Uh, and, and then you the, the disadvantage
2: then you don 't get that card back, then it goes in your no. discard pile, so if you play it it 's gone, you get the advantage of the the points that it 's the yeah. modifier that the card has, but then the card 's gone.
3: however, there are other cards which enable you to use the discard pile like it 's a graveyard in magic, and you can return cards from there to your hand yeah. so th- there's th- the game is steeped in theme and options to, and ways to play it uh, mm. I think. Phase three, so, phase three, enemy phase. Jamie. <laughs>
0: yep, enemy phase is when, if you have not managed to evade or defeat monsters that are uh, following you around, you've got to take their damage. Yeah, they're going to hit you for both physical damage and sometimes horror damage.
3: They'll also chase after you.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: If, they, if they've got
2: the hunter yeah. keyword, then they're going yep. to uh,
3: move towards you, or the closest towards the closest investigator. Yeah.
0: So one of the one of the cool things you can do in the game is you don't always have to fight monsters. If, if there's a monster that's come towards you, any time you take an action other than trying to get away from it or or attack it, it's going to damage you. But one of the best things is that you can evade you can evade monsters, and when you do, they become exhausted. They can't chase after you anymore, you can move away freely, you can do your things, and it's only during the encounter phase that they look around and see if there's anybody there, and if there is, then they'll, uh, they'll chase them down. And that uses
3: your agility stat. Can you uh,
2: save up the tokens that you'd saved from the previous week playing Burgle Brothers and use your stealth tokens from <laughs> Burgle Brothers to avoid the monsters?
0: Uh, <laughs> there is a Chihuahua in a safe somewhere in the game.
2: Oh, that's good to know. I look forward to that expansion. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, if the final if,
0: phase of the turn is just a clean up phase.
2: Oh, I was going to say about you, if if an if a, an enemy attacks you or you become engaged or you're already engaged in it, it's going to attack. You, you don't you don't get a choice, do you?
0: That's right. You just take the damage. Hmm.
2: Okay, yeah. And the final phase, phase four,
0: clean up phase. You're just drawing card, generating a new resource, tidying up any end of turn effects that you need to.
3: Yeah, which is good because. If, if you didn't complete any actions during the investigator phase where you collected a resource or drew a card, this is your chance in the upkeep to actually do that anyway. So if you're... Oh, sounds like someone's hunting for someone else.
2: Jeez, a plane is going over <laughs> and, and nothing comes over my house. No, what the that's hell? That's quite unusual. Uh, all right. They're on to us. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, yeah, so you get that, oppor- that second opportunity. Or if you spent your turn... Uh, collecting resources and drawing cards, you can collect another resource and or another card. So you can stack your hand ready for the next round because once that Mythos phase hits again, you're going to get kicked in the pants. Yeah. I, at least that's the way I felt. We okay, always did. so
2: that sounds pretty simple, right? Pretty easy, kind of going to play, but it's not. Yep. No. It's not. We found this to be really hard. Like, week after week, we really struggled to get any kind of flow happening with this game. Now, have you played LCGs before, Matt?
3: Yeah, I have. A lot? No, not a lot, but I have. Because I haven't. Uh, I've played Netrunner, but it's a completely different game.
2: Yeah, it is. They don't borrow
3: the it's same... It's not cooperative for a start. See, that was one of
2: the first things we decided was, thank goodness this is co- co- collaborative. because yeah. if it wasn't, than one. Yeah, we can try and figure out the rules and we're not exactly. playing against each other, so you don't get that. Okay, someone else has understood a rule before someone else has. That's Let's right. clobber them. That helps. Um, but, jeez, did, did, you, did you guys struggle at all, Jamie, like starting off with this game?
0: Um, not really. Yeah, uh, it was a little bit of you know, just checking out, to make sure we had the rules right, but because
1: um, it felt like for us. In fairness,
0: it, the, the, the rule book is not laid out well. A lot <laughs> of the rules, the actual how things work, are in a separate book to the the actions and the the. Order yeah, we called
2: that book the internet because <laughs> that's where we found oh, most yeah. of
3: our answers. Yeah, that was a forum. But
0: um, <laughs> but no, once we got into it, we we actually went and bought all the expansions and have played through everything and have done really, really well with this game.
2: Yeah, see, I, um, I, I can see that happening. Every yeah. single week, I said to Matt, I can see it happening where you'd get to the point where you understood it and you'd get a bit of a flow on. And I suppose, look, if you think about our model of how we play, we play once a week for four weeks and we record a podcast about yeah. it. And usually after one or two weeks, we're starting to hit it. And then week three is great. And then the week four, we're is killing it. the best it. playthrough we have. Best playthrough and we love it. Every single week we were playing it. So we got, you know, we were thinking, oh, check the rules. And it was always stop, starty, stop, starty, stop, yeah. start." So I think it's a game where you have to commit several playthroughs to before you're going get, to yeah. get some sort of momentum.
3: Well, the instructions of the game itself led you to, okay, they, they start off with the learn to play book. And then the Learn to Play book throws you to the campaign book at some point, and then the camp, which is for setting up the game, and then the campaign book throws you back to the uh, Learn to Play book. However, there were some inconsistencies between the two as to which cards you need to remove, which ones, cards you need to include. Well, card that's number one one seven. All right, that's card, that's card the,
2: number one one seven. That's our big pro tip, right? Card one one seven is a character card called Lita Chantler. Yeah. She's a character that'll pop up in the first scenario. When you get the cards out of the deck and you're searching through for the numbers, which are really tiny, yeah. and you need good light for and good eyesight, leader <laughs> uh, Chandler comes over like a character card, and like we'd set it to one side with all these other character with all other character yeah. cards, and we just couldn't find card one one seven. We had to look it up on the internet to no. find out where it was. We, we
3: looked for, we found one one five, all the way One six. Okay,
2: don't count them all off. One one eight. No one one seven. But one one yeah we went all the way through didn't we 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 yeah. had the whole lot and it was boy that was a few was times rough.
3: which was ridiculous and then it wasn't until we did the we consulted the rule book of the internet yeah and there it was. found out that <laughs> it was actually completely separate from every there was quite a card. lot of chatter
2: on there as well loads of people were just saying I just started playing I just went all right I don't have it people had written to Fantasy Flight yeah, saying so, I don't have the card and lo- and then you know. After a bit of searching, you find the odd answer that's just saying this. Leader, Chandler. So if you get in the game, uh, Leader, Chandler, one one seven. She's a character.
3: Mm. It, that's, that's and that a was the problem. The well, that was <coughs> that was the problem. It didn't actually ident- identify the card by name, and we had we assumed it was going to be in sequence, but that it was out of sequence. So that just that's what threw us off, and what I, I think was that was not a good entryway into the game. That wasn't a good start. For I've, got,
2: us. I've got here in my notes. We got snidey after getting <laughs> frustrated did. with setup rules. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was I think that was a week two comment. That was yes. we were a bit fed up.
3: But something that we both agreed on though was yeah. the theme was great. The game oozed theme. It was. I love rich. the idea of it was getting an expansion and a new expansion, story, sto- expanding the stories. Yeah. Was, is, is great, and, and it's something that we, I think we both felt that we definitely would get into this game, given the time. How, many, how
2: many games do you win, Jamie? How many would you say? Oh,
3: he's, he's, I think how many did we win, did you say?
2: No, how many, how many times have you played? Oh,
0: probably about 10 or 12. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, so that's the difference. You're hearing Matt and I talk after three four. or four yeah. plays, and you're hearing Jamie talk, what, 10, 10 yeah. 12 plays, right?
3: So that's, that's the difference. And you've said, Jamie, you also went into the expansions, so you've already gone that little bit further. Whereas, you know, we spent two games on the first scenario and then two games on the second one. Hmm. And I I think what we found was we were left very hollow at the end of it because it wasn't a good start. In
2: my notes, I said, after play one, it did not feel like we'd played a game. Hmm. It felt like we were like, learning rules to go start a job. <laughs>
3: you know, like, you start, <laughs> I've got a new job starting it was Monday. It handbook on indu- induction day. Yeah, yeah
2: and, and you just shown up to work on the Monday and your boss had gone, nah, you got it all wrong, mate. You need to go home and read that <laughs> manual again. And you're like, oh, yeah, it didn't, yeah, it felt, felt rough. Um, I've got a note here, it says, a slots player guide would be useful. You remember what that was? A slots... Is that for like what you're carrying? Isn't it because you can carry two things? You can get want like some a play things mat are like, or like that. yeah, like
3: there's the, some of the cards uh, like yeah. pistols have got one hand; they've got a hand yeah, on it. Maybe. Yeah. that was and so that's a little icon that that's on that? some of the cards. If it has one hand, it's a one-handed item. If it has a pair of hands in the same picture, it's a two-handed item. Then there are neck slots. There are uh, 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 is it neck or jewelry? Then okay. there are body slots. So yeah, that was missing. I think, And we didn't find that until very late. But that's the kind of information that would, should be on a reference card that's right in front of you. So you know how many item ca- or asset cards that well, are, uh, yeah. or item cards that you can physically play. And, that,
2: and that's it. some of the terminology that trips you up with the rules is if if you draw an ally card, like you get a cop who's going to run around and he's going to shoot people for you or yeah. get in a fight... Okay, well you go to the, the manual and you look for ally cards. There's no mention of ally no. cards anywhere because that is an asset.
3: That's right.
2: And and then I, no, I don't think we ever found out. Maybe Jemmy you can clear this up for the listeners. Um how if if there's a, an ally with you, um and a monster attacks you, does they do they attack the ally first automatically? Uh, uh, because you some monsters choose... Yeah, go. On.
0: You can choose to put the damage on yourself or on them.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah. Because some monsters said they'll choose the person with the least amount of health, which, you know, your allies are always weaker than you are. So we thought, oh, maybe that's a special condition that means that you don't get yeah. to choose and, and, the, and the monster will choose. But there was no clarification.
1: But, you
3: know, I think... And one of the things I don't think we quite got straight away was are the ally assets, are they considered... Uh, if for the sake of choosing the closest um, target, are they considered a target? You know, that, that, was, yeah. uh, that was a grey area for us. And then we... Kind of found our way through, but it was after many instances of stopping and looking at the learn to play guide, looking at the index and the rules, um, hmm. and the rules guide. Because there's a, there's a there's and then a... Cor- finding the corresponding section, and then reading it and deciding <laughs> that wasn't the section that we needed. Disagreeing on the it, the keyword <laughs> was missing or was just you know. And then
2: once you agree on a certain set of rules, yeah. bam, here comes the pe- campaign <laughs> rules, right? And you're off again. It's like a campaign, you know, what do I carry forth? What do I get rid of? Yeah. How does that sort of go? And the, the Midnight mask comes in and it starts talking about, uh, you know, when you, you were t- we were killing cultists or finding cultists, yeah. you know, and you resolve the card... Uh, do, do you kill it do you have to fight it or does it go in the victory yeah. display we went to the internet everyone's disagreeing on there as well Exactly
3: there was some people saying yes you do others were saying no you don't and so I don't think we have
2: an answer for you right now No <laughs> Jamie what did you do you remember the Which one were we talking about sorry Midnight masks the you find scenario. you find the uh, cultists um, yeah. and they, it says put them into your victory display, but they come with all yep. of these certain stats. conditions and stats that makes you feel like you've run into a room and found them. And, you know, we had various different flavor stories as to, well, you're only uncovering them and just sort of exposing their names to the, uh, you know, to the, yeah. of, the, of the clan. So just put them in straight into your victory display. But why have all these cards with all these stats if they don't get to use be
3: used? Yeah. But it wasn't clarified in the rules. They don't go...
0: But don't go straight to your victory display. You've got to do things to get them
3: there, right? So, but that's a, the that's and that's what I said was the key sentence missing from that phrase is you f- combat or you complete the skill in yeah, check it just against says, them and then put them into your victory yeah. display. So that was the key sentence that was missing.
2: because in the in the rules it says, yeah, you, you flip it over and you put it into your victory yeah. display, and it's like, well, don't you interact with them? <laughs> do, you do, do do anything? Yeah. Yes,
1: you do. Yes, they do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just... For me, guys,
0: I mean, it's hard. I've been playing Magic since it came out. So all these keywords and all these explanations and and the things that appear to be conflicting but are actually just the same thing explained in two different ways are second nature to me by now. So for me, it was was no trouble jumping in. Um, I found this game to be really, really easy because I knew the theme as well. Because I knew what I was doing um, in terms of in terms of being an investigator and going around and doing stuff from the other Arkham games, it, it was all pretty natural. Um, and the, the guys that I would play with, you know, same boat. Yeah. They're people who have played a bunch of collectible games before, and they've played a bunch of Arkham games before. So the two melded just perfectly for us. Well,
2: that, um, that's really refreshing to hear, though. Because, but you know. It's also, I think it's a small word of warning because like, you know, Matt and I are experienced gamers too and definitely soaked up mm. the theme. we right into it yeah. and we excited to play it. But we did have trouble getting through it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not a matter of being experienced necessarily. It's, it's experience in this kind of game.
3: Yeah.
2: You
0: know, if you've played Magic, if you've played LCGs, you've probably got a leg up on someone who hasn't before. Um, with this sort of with
3: this sort of thing, mm. we, I think it was very much in danger of being compared to uh, Legendary.
1: Uh, no, no, it was different to <laughs> but that. No, no,
3: it's different. But yeah, um, no, in, in terms s- of The setup to get into the to get into the game at the very beginning, it was it was somewhat laborious. Le-
2: Legendary villains was the one we're talking about. Yeah. And that one's always going to be the same. There was no light on the horizon. No, this right. one, I can definitely see a light on the horizon where you understand how to play the game.
3: It comes with experience. I
2: love the idea of, like I've said it, this is the third time I'm saying it, I love the idea of going and playing the games that are in the pack and then going and getting an expansion yeah. deck and throwing that in there and then improving your own hand and your character as you go. That's, that's, it feels I, like that I've also be gone
0: back and played the same mission again with a different character to see what it's like. And, yeah. and oh yeah. it actually plays differently too.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would do that. See, and I guess what we did was the whole time we stayed, we did stay with the same investigators and then we, by the second scenario, we had accumulated some XP. XP. So we then went into the whole, explored the, okay, what do we do with the XP? We bought some cards, we subbed some in, subbed mm. some out.
2: What I liked about it was some, some equipment has, um, like the like for example, example a flashlight has uh resources Mm -hmm. on it and you you use them as you go which is like the batteries are running out or you know your revolver does come with ammunition in it you know and once you're through that it's not like an endless thing where you're going to start spraying bullets everywhere now that's that's kind of nice and easy Uh, that's a good a good little mechanic that's going on there
3: makes it very visual you know i thought yeah uh, so you've got this constant reminder in front of you of how long you've got before you can't use that card again
2: you speak of, speak of length. Uh, I speak of length a lot, uh, but I mean, uh, <laughs> it's 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 not a two hour game. I I don't think, uh, especially if you're an intro. You know, the intro game, because uh, you know I'd, I'd have and even if you're somewhere in between knowing a lot, uh, familiar with LCG yeah. stuff like Jamie's, and you are like us. Uh, I th- I think it's still going to take you a little bit longer than than two hours it's to get very
3: variable it. depending longer on than two hours. Sorry, what?
2: The the intro game is <laughs> supposedly is is supposed to be two hours long. And it was we we didn't get through it in the first night.
0: The intro game's supposed to be is that what it says? That's yeah. crazy. That
2: was the yeah.
3: suggested time.
2: Yeah. So
0: Wow, okay. Well so so yeah, it take like us two hours.
2: But um but also if, if you if you're playing it if you've got a bit of flow on with the game. And you know you, you're getting deep into these adventures, and you can keep coming back and forth. I and mean, yeah, you know, you'd hope that the expansions would be longer than that anyway, and you get yeah. a bit out of it. And like Jamie was saying, yeah, take take a new character back and play it with that. That sounds yeah. fantastic.
3: Well, the whole the way the LCG system works is it injects a whole new heap, a whole new well, a, a bunch of cards that that from all the different areas that expand the game and in a lot of cases sometimes you get some new cards in as if you would with a new set in magic you know you get new keywords whatnot um i I believe jamie correct me if i'm wrong but you there are different cards which will come through with different keywords is that is does that happen
0: yep absolutely
3: So there, that's that great expansion.
2: Mm. Well,
1: you're talking about expansions. What,
3: what expansions are already out? There are eight at the moment right. uh, already out. So in a variety of, and as what Fantasy flyers want to do, they have small and large expansions. Yeah. The uh, first one that came out was... While you're just checking that, we should also
2: yeah. say the core box is for one to two players. If you buy two core that's boxes, right. you
3: can play three to four. Yeah, so it's a requirement, and I don't, really understand that because if you're, if you're designing a game that can be played with up to four players why not put everything you need for four players in the box to begin with um, so you know and it's, they say in the box you it's know, a
0: collectible thing yeah mm-hmm.
3: I'd say so but the first uh, the first one that came out scenario pack was Curse of the Rugaru Rugaru? Rugaru oh, Rugaru that. you're on your own that wait. one there's a werewolf on the front. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and then followed by that, there's a Carnival of Horrors scenario pack. Then there's yeah, a Mythos really pack. really
0: cool and really hard.
3: Really hard, was it?
0: I really, yeah, really enjoyed it. It was really good.
3: Oh, good. The... Um, what was the Dunwich uh,
2: Legacy? Is that the, the, the core um, set of so expansions?
0: Dunwich Legacy is the first set in the Dunwich cycle of expansion.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: Of uh, which there are... Currently, three available, which is the Dunwich Legacy, the Miskatonic Museum, and the one with the train.
2: <laughs> the one with the one train, with the train. Uh, obviously the not one actually called that.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and that's what that's the LCG model. They, it's and it works the same sort of similar sort of thing as Magic. They have a series that last several packs and then they cycle it out to a new one there's a new big box expansion and then there's the little packs uh in netrunner they called them data packs yeah so and then there was the the um uh, in in this they just call them packy (laughs) dax yes (laughs) (laughs) depending on what you're facing i guess yeah uh but I, I really did. I gelled with the theme. Uh, I, I like the game and I want to like it I know. more. We keep
2: going back to that, don't we? It's like, yeah. I really want to like this game, but it's yeah. we're not in a situation now where we could play this and completely love the next two hours. We, we know right. at some stage we'll be going, should we do this? Should we not do this? How do we find <laughs> yeah. out that? Um, but, yeah, so I, we, I think we've already kind of, in, in summary landed where we you know everyone knows what we're on about don't they it's like yeah. matt and i are still struggling with it after four get four playthroughs yeah. and uh jamie's uh racing off in a sunset with uh expansion buying and all that sort of stuff yeah. i think if, if you're an lcg player and you're used to all of that and you you found your way through a um fantasy flight game before you, you won't have a problem with
3: it it is in the top Forty games on Board Game Geeks, so yeah, it's quite highly regarded.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I can yeah. see, like we keep saying, I can see why. But wouldn't you I mean, just when we always say about who would you play this with, mm. wouldn't you hate to like recommend that somebody, you know, someone if a mum came in and go, oh, you know, I want to buy a, a, a board game for my son, and he's never game before, and he's writing an H.P. Lovecraft, you wouldn't go well, get him this because this is highly no, highly regarded. I'd send... He'd never play a board game ever no. a game. He'd say, this is, these are too hard.
3: No, I'd go. <laughs> I, I'd send them to um, maybe Elder Sign.
2: Oh, yeah, you, there's other choices. But that's, who would you play, you know, keeping it back on Arkham yeah. Horror, the card game? I think, you know, you'd, you'd want to keep it with people that are For sure. net runners and
3: That are into that, the Game of Thrones, LCD. Yeah, just, yeah,
0: who have played enough of Fantasy Flight's games to to get... The way
3: they work,
2: yeah, or, or or put up with the themes of those other games, and because they're really Lovecraft guys at heart yeah. or girls, and uh, and they want to get into this. This is this would be perfect for you. Well,
3: it's so yeah. rich, you know, rich and and
2: well, that's the thing. Fantasy Flight definitely identified that, and they're yeah. they're like scattergunning the whole <laughs> the whole IP, aren't they? They're really desperate to get a, a home run with it, and it seems like they have. It's popular.
1: Yeah,
3: and. I mean, it taps into all that old uh, horror movie madness as well, with all the, the all, all those old black and white films. It just, it, it's just got that that tone, that feel, and which is is great. I love it. I'll, I'd like to give the game another chance. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to talking
2: it. about it now. I feel yeah. like I want to I want to try again. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't think we were ever. We we didn't have that enthusiasm when when we found it to be more laborious to set up at the beginning. That's where we that was our stalling point. Hmm. And I if we had have got in through to play th- to play through number five, six, we'd be back into the flow. I think by that stage we would have understood the mechanics, found all those issues that we Yeah. All the problems that we were having, resolved them, then be into the game, deck build it, um and, and then be up and running. Maybe I I, maybe I think my big characters. take
2: home would be, or well, it's not my take home, it's Fantasy Flight's take home. I hope why can't if they just were like a little bit clearer with the yeah. with the instructions. They've got a they've got a great game here, and I don't feel like I want to work that hard to enjoy their game. Um, I'd, I'd love it to just be dished up to me, and you know, so you're in and you're playing, and you're like, wow, this is fantastic, and you're away, you're not quibbling over is this an ally or an <laughs> asset or where's my victory display. I guess display, one of the here? nice
0: things though is yeah. that the at this stage, by by this point the Arkham games have enough range that you can have that.
1: And yeah, yeah.
0: You know, that's that what you've just described is Elder Sign, and if you want something that's a bit more focused on the mystery and a bit less focused on the mechanics, you play Mansions of Madness, and if you want something that's a bit more working together and a bit less worrying about the story, then you play Eldritch Horror, and you know, like there's, there's something for everyone at this point, which yeah. is really nice, it's good to yeah. see in a theme that I love.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, there's lots of different flavors of of how to play it, and that, it, it made me question why I love Arkham Horror, the you know the Arkham Horror game so much. And it, and I was thinking, is it just because it was the first game that was Lovecraft stuff? And I was just happy to see that that existed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I, like, but I sunk loads of time to that to make sure it worked. And I still, I still think I still fondly like that Arkham.
0: it's yeah. a great game. It is yeah. it is best storytelling game in the world. Yeah. It, you just when you're actually travelling around, out, yeah. drawing yeah. your cards and having your random little adventures, you've got the feeling of Lovecraft. Yep.
3: Yeah, and you throw in the um, the Other worlds. Call of Cthulhu role play game as well, and you've got all bases covered, hmm. no, really.
2: But yeah, Arkham Horror is great for the thematic stuff, you know, like where the, yeah. the horror increases and the and the shops start closing down and and yeah, the people yeah. are leaving town. It's, it's so cool, yeah. and I love how you can add other cities on to different onto yeah. the board, and it ends up being this uh, like nine foot monstrosity yeah. that, <laughs> that
3: takes up the whole living room. What's well, great, and from a role play perspective is you can get like all these games, if you if you're right into them and you've got these board games lying around, you've got plenty of uh stimulus and assets, art assets to to present to your players, to, yeah, you to show it, them sure. this is what a uh mygo looks like, you know. This is this is
2: this is what your character looks like yeah, he is when exactly. he's character cards so, and stuff. Yeah.
3: They can. You've got. You get more use out of it. If you play like that, then then yeah, that's my pro tip. Mm. Uh, if you're a role player and you've got access to these cards, use them in your game as assets.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. All it's, right. Look, we can we can talk some more. But how about we? Uh, are you ready? Are you ready, guys? We, how about we stop right now, and we do a Matt's we, quiz. Or or are, are you ready? All right, listen, <laughs> Don't I'm go getting. anywhere. <laughs> the next couple of seconds. Are gonna be completely amazing, all right?
3: They'll change the way you think,
2: and, and then as soon as the amazing bit's finished, just tune out because it's just Matt's quiz. But <laughs> uh, listen to this. <laughs>
1: it's time for Matt's quiz. Quiz. Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. Matt's
2: quiz. Matt's quiz. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> that was like a proper That's quite theme amazing. tune. <laughs>
1: That
3: is unbelievable. That's like my my life has reached the culmination of its being. Yeah. That makes no sense. But uh, that 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 makes sense. That makes Matt's quiz make sense. No, no, it doesn't.
2: The, the, the theme that... tune makes sense and the, what follows doesn't. But it's that was gold and that that bit of uh musical in, intro was done by our very own Danel He's yeah, not a very own at all. He's no, no, a completely he, he independent is. human being over on the east coast of Australia. <laughs> but we're claiming him. He's He's ours now. <laughs> Daniel, you're one of us. That was brilliant. Thank you very much, Dan, yeah. Daniel's uh, contributed that.
3: I tell you what, and and it's a tribute to I think to to our listeners the out is there. Quiz. Oh, sorry, yep yeah. gone. ha huh. <laughs> <laughs> To our listeners out there who are actively engaging back with us, and it's making this whole. This whole thing uh, worthwhile. It's fun, and we want to keep doing it. So, yeah, freaking amazing. Dating, I want yeah. a theme tune.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jamie's theme tune. What well, would that be in the key of? You think? Would it be something slower? Would it be something maybe some industrial house? There, who knows? Hey,
2: if it's, if uh,
0: uh, I'm not, I'm not an industrial. <laughs>
2: hey, if, if you've got a ditty out there and it's stuck in your head, and you can put put it together like Daniel does, then yeah, hey, we'd be we'd be love to be able to play that. Um, Maybe Neats and Twos Oh, there's Neats and Twos, there's <laughs> the Games Review, there's Advert All kinds of things Yeah, who knows mm. Well, but we're here now, we've played, the, we've played the theme tune We have So we might as well hand it over to Matt Oh, do we have to? No we'll <laughs> We're going it. to We Matt's don't quiz. have to, but we, we will go
3: <laughs> What have you got for us this month? I have Matt's Asinine Arkham Horror Quiz Spell Asinine A-S No, no, no <laughs> Go Wait a second, this isn't a quiz for me this is a quiz for you and for the listeners, hopefully for the listeners. Yeah. All right.
0: My pen and paper
3: are ready. They are ready? Well, I've got question one hot on my, uh, at my fingertips. How many stories, how many short stories has Lovecraft <laughs> written? Oh, my God. And the answer is a numerical value greater than one and less than a thousand
2: so how many short stories?
3: How many you short got, stories, including novellas? Not including novellas <laughs> right. or uh, flash short stories or uh, many of yeah all ditties, ditties, limericks.
2: <laughs> what about his Christmas uh, poems and poetry?
3: <laughs> no poems. You, told, you factor those in. Okay? No. Nope. right, yeah, let's short not make this longer than it needs stories. To be. All right, short stories. How many short stories has H. P. Lovecraft written? And and, okay, I'll give you a date between 1917 and 1935. Yeah, that doesn't narrow it down because, yeah. (laughs) Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. Got a number? Got a number, Jamie? Yep. All right. Question two Which American actress, TV personality, uh, whose screen credits include Calls for Cthulhu, Evil alien conquerors and Cthulhu. The adaptation of Shadows over Innsmouth <laughs> yeah. is who? Which American actress and TV personality, uh, whose screening credits include Calls for Cthulhu, Evil Alien Conquerors, and The Shadow over Innsmouth? She was in all story, these things. Cthulhu. Yes, she was. Right. I've got a clue here, but it will halve your points for oh, this question. Give us a clue. Jamie, do you want the clue? Sure, why not? Okay. She was the lead role on Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that pinpoints it exactly. I, see, I don't know anything about... I don't I'm not know sure if
1: that of...
0: career went up or down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: yeah, know well, anything about Lovecraft. Sure exactly.
3: <laughs> 90210? <laughs> oh, wow, woof. No, that's... Okay. Yeah. Question three: Who am I? Really? No, tell me. Who am I? No, no. I've got no idea. Uh, I'm a recurring character in Lovecraft's stories. Okay. I said. I penned a book in 730 A.D. called Al Asif. It's said that I was seized by an invisible monster in broad daylight and devoured in front of many witnesses. My book was the Necronomicon. Uh, You had me at the first Good See, uh, you've got a triumphant smile on your face (laughs) That's (laughs) That's unusual to see No, I just know an answer I can't see Jamie's face I had it it wrong at (laughs) first (laughs) Are you right with that one, Jamie? Yep All right. Straight on to question four Obed Marsh was a sea captain from Innsmouth At some point he founded the esoteric order of Dagon what were the names of his three ships? <laughs> Jesus. What were the names of his Jesus three ships? Jesus was one of the names
2: of those ships, by the way. Um, yeah. What's um, the multiple choices? What? The multiple choices. <laughs> I'll give
3: you a multiple choice. So there are five choices and you three right. of them are right. Yeah. All right. The Columbia.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: The Devil's Reef. <laughs> yeah. The Hetty. The what? The Hetty. Yeah. The Sumatra Queen or the Banana Boat? Okay. So which of those three were uh, Obed Marsh's three ships? The Columbia, the Hetty, the Banana Boat, the Sumatra Queen, or the other one? The Devil's Reef. (laughs) The Devil's Reef.
2: (laughs) Or the other one. Yeah, which is obviously... Pick pick one of the three out of the
3: four which you could remember. I actually had my thumb over the answer.
2: Oh, I, I couldn't you? Oh, be bothered no.
0: moving my
3: thumb. <laughs> um, I'm lazy. All right. Question five. Herbert West developed a formula for... Animation for animating dead bodies. Re, I did tell reanimating dead bodies. I did tell you that I had several rewrites of this one. Yeah. What color hair does oh, Herbert geez. West have, according to H.B. Lovecraft?
1: Huh.
3: Interesting. Okay. Herbert West developed the formula for animating reanimating dead corpses. What color hair does Herbert West have, according to, according to H.B. Lovecraft? What head hair or just eyebrows? Head
2: hair pubic
3: hair. Head Some... hair Oh, okay Generic hair Generic hair General hair yeah. Chest chest hair Question six Yeah, beautiful, blonde, lustrous chest <laughs> hair That would be wrong, if you, unless you told me the colour I'll just scribble that out Question six When the hideous corpse arrived at the party Everyone else left except one guest He screams in horror at the rotting visage in the mirror Yeah Name the story Oh,
1: good <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: that's a great story, too. It I is. Think, I think I got that right. I'm questioning might say that's anything faster than the speed of light is the speed of self doubt. I've already doubted what I've <laughs> You've already doubted. He's yeah. scribbling
3: it out. He's written uh, no, two no, no, no. other things underneath it. Okay, I, straight on to question seven. Last question. Yeah. In the music of Eric Zahn, why does the student run screaming from the room? in the story the music of Eric Zahn hmm. why does the student run screaming from the room can't remember oh, clucking sounds coming yeah. from David which means he's in t- intense thought
2: yeah I, could,
3: I only got an image of that
2: story I don't really think that struck me too it was quite a short one yeah Oh, some of the short ones are the good, good ones yeah, though, but yeah, I just definitely. I'm not sure it was one of my
3: favourite ones uh, oh, okay, we have a grab. You all right there, Jamie? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm good.
3: Was there any question that you felt uh, needed a bit more clarification, or no? Nope. No, nope. good. So we can go straight to answers. Yep. This is going to be one of the most efficient maths quizzes I think we've ever had. Don't talk it up. Let's see how we go. Remember, you were <laughs> doubting that you even had the correct answers. That's true. On. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a maths quiz if there wasn't at least some uh, fact that was wrong. All right, question one. How many short stories has Lovecraft written since uh, between 1917 and 1935? There is a num- numerical value, which is what I'm going to self-doubt myself. Yeah, I, I reckon it's almost impossible to tie this one down to a, a figure. But. but if you've got the one that's written on my page... <laughs> right. Jamie, <laughs> again, we're playing What Is Matt Thinking Of? <laughs> that's it. Jamie, how many?
0: 52.
3: Ooh, David. 58, I went with. Jamie's closer. I had 50. Yeah, 50. And all I did was I I, I Googled uh, how many stories has Lovecraft written, came up with a Wikipedia thing, uh, Mm. and then subtracted all the ones that didn't say short story. From oh my god <laughs> got to 50 uh, so jamie know, point to you there is the uh hp lovecraft literary
2: uh digest or something like that you can get all of his stuff public domain it's online and it's all there so if you don't want to yeah. pay a penny for his work i do work, have the
3: collected works yeah, yeah
2: well but that's it you buy the collected i've got about five collected works and none of them have all of them in there <laughs> so yeah you can um go online and i've got them all there including all of these poetry yeah. and lots of correspondence
3: as well it's something for everyone there's not, but yeah. <laughs> oh, <come laughs> something on. For, Christmas poem. something for everyone who likes Lovecraft. <laughs> Question two. Uh, which American actress TV personality whose screen credits include calls for Cthulhu, uh, that's his story about um, him working as a uh, as a call center operator. Uh, Evil oh. alien conquerors and Cthulhu, the shadow over Innsmouth ad- adaptation. Was also a lead role in Beverly Hills 90210. David! No, oh, I got this one wrong, because right? you said he. I've no, got a she. she. Oh. I said she. You just said he then? Oh, well, I meant she. Oh.
2: I went with Shannon Doherty. Jamie? I went
3: with Tori Spelling. The answer? Tori Spelling. Ah! <laughs> she wasn't the lead, she was the. She same. was one of the leads. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. I don't, I don't care. care, nobody cares. I don't but care. you know what's funny is I. I um, when I watched... C- what are those things that she's made? When what I watched those? Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting... I didn't... I knew nothing about what the Cthulhu? film. I just... The story, the, the movie Cthulhu, came out about 2007. What, the silent one? No, no, no. That's... that's This... I don't know why it was called Cthulhu, because it was more to do with uh, Dagon. Dagon. <laughs> But it was just called Cthulhu. Oh my God. And but it was the shadow over Innsmouth, Loose. And what was the other one called?
2: It said the shadows of Innsmouth, but it said something about Cthulhu as well. And Calls like, for Cthulhu. Yeah, totally different,
3: unrelated that stories. That was just a short. That was just a short movie, a short but film. I,
2: t- I can't comprehend why Tori Spelling's get involved in all of this sort of stuff. Because and, she has
3: no career. Yeah, and her dad stopped letting her stop producing her shows. Yeah, like, I don't
2: know, but it's it's bizarre, isn't it? How they just Lovecraft's IP just gets raped over and over and over, <laughs> and they just come up with this garbage because they think it's because I can guarantee none of that's worth watching, is it? Uh, Cthulhu wasn't bad. Yeah.
3: It actually wasn't bad.
2: Watch the um, the what was it the the Lovecraft uh, Historical Society's version of it. They've done uh, yeah, that is Cthulhu. Some good stuff. Yeah. That's great, and they've also done uh, well, what was the last one? It was the uh, Whisper in the Darkness. And I think that was a talkie. Done did in did mith- that, was mithoscope. that the one that
3: involved uh, Chris Slacky or Chad Fire? Yeah, 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 they're yeah, all in it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, right. Anyway, question three. They
0: also did. Uh, they also did the Shoggoth on the roof, which um, tickles my fancy because I love Fiddler on the Roof and I love Lovecraft.
3: <laughs> 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 I thought that's where you're going to go with that.
1: They've one.
2: got they've got lots of um, audio plays. Like you see, the, there's on the wall over there. We've got the Shadow yeah. Out of Time. Yeah, that's a, an audio play that they've done. Fantastic oh, website, cool. and you can buy loads of cool stuff. See, anyway, big shout-out to HP Podcraft, by the way, for opening the show with a bit of a yes. bump for us. And oh, yeah, well, sure. that was our weekend Geek we didn't mention about Frankenstein. Back to Matt's quiz,
1: question did, three. Oh, I, I, all right,
3: question three. Who yeah. am I? Uh, I'm a recurring character in Lovecraft's stories. I penned a book in 730 AD called Al-Asif. It said that I was seized by an invisible monster in broad daylight and devoured in front of many witnesses. My book was the Necronomicon. Jamie, I am...
0: Abdullah
3: Al-Hazred, the Mad Arab. Jamie, yeah. yes, you've yeah. got it correct. And David's nodding his head. He's got the same answer. Yeah. That's a point for each of you. Finally. Question four. You've got multiple choice, remember? Obed Marsh well, was a really. sea captain from Innsmouth. <laughs> yeah. At some point, he founded the Esoteric Order of Dagon. What were the names of his three ships? The Columbia, the Hetty... The Banana Boat, the Sumatra Queen, or the Devil's Reef? Well, my answer is
2: it wasn't the Banana Boat and it wasn't the Devil's Reef. So I've got the Columbia, the Hetty, and the Sumatra Queen, even though I thought that's what Steve McQueen dragged through the... Af- <laughs> <Yeah, but> that was <laughs> the African Queen. The African Queen. Yeah, yeah you're right. Columbia, the Hetty, and the Sumatra Queen. Okay.
0: I had exactly the same. And I also made a note that you don't see the name Hetty often enough anymore. <laughs> no,
3: it's an odd one. Well, you've both got another point. Well done. Nice. Question five. This will sort you out. Herbert West developed a formula for reanimating dead corpses. What colour hair does Herbert West have, according to H.P. Lovecraft? What do you think, Jamie?
0: Uh, he is blonde, according to Lovecraft, and he is Jeffrey Coombs in, all the, uh, in the movies, who is very, very brunette.
2: David, what do you think? I just went with white, because I think that's more, more literarily dramatic.
3: Mm, but the answer was blonde. Blonde, really? Yeah, blonde. Oh, God, and yeah, so in the, um, the film adaptation, yeah, he was a brunette.
1: Oh, but blondes have
3: more fun, well, apparently. Bring people back from the dead. Oh, no, I can't quantify that. Hmm. Question six. When the hideous corpse arrived at the party, everyone else left except one guest. He screams in horror at the rotting visage in the mirror. What was the story, David? Is it The Outsider? What was the story, Jamie?
0: It was The Outsider. It was
3: The Outsider. Yes, it was a great story. Great story. Yeah, I love that. The twist being... I won't spoil it. No, don't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Read the story.
2: You've got to push push on a little bit. That one's one that's a little bit tricky at the beginning. You think where's this heading? It gets good.
3: It pays off. It pays off. Question seven. Last one. In the music of Eric Zahn, why does the student run screaming from the room? Jamie...
0: Because Zahn's body is dead, but he is still playing the violin.
3: <laughs> what do you think there, David? Yeah,
2: I couldn't really remember. I just wrote, a portal opens up with some shit. That is exactly what I've written. <laughs> and I'd like to say, the all some shit is a clause which
3: entitles me to any answer that comes oh, up. in that case, Jamie wins the point. What well on Jamie. The what? violinist is in fact dead, yet the music still plays. But that's what I just said. My clause, awesome some shit, which is... Her- yeah,
2: which is- I- I-
0: Give him the point. Yeah, yeah that's some I shit. Think, or some <laughs> shit,
3: yeah. Which defines Matt's quiz perfectly. That was <laughs> Matt's quiz.
0: <laughs> it's neats and twos neats and twos ne- and twos.
2: That's the official opening to Neats and twos as yeah. it stands. Which is lame. It's just lame, man. We could use an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we were very lucky. We've got Matt's quiz upgraded theme. Man, that's that's the highlight of the show. The right? The next thing to do is uh, try and upgrade Matt's quiz. I think what you would do is if you were going to make a perfect podcast, you would chisel all the shit on either side of the Matt's quiz theme tune off, <laughs> and then you would have it. It would be that'd be
3: great. Just the Matts. Just ch- imagine if we just had a, a podcast tune. that was the Matt's quiz theme. Yeah. Hey, what?
0: Two what, hours of that, man.
2: <coughs> <laughs> what What occurred halfway through Matt's quiz was that we were talking about um, uh, HP Podcraft, yeah. literary podcast, before off air, and we'd mentioned that, uh, that in the last month they did Frank and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein yeah, and talk about one. that, and that was proper good quality podcast. And as you always get from those guys,
3: we totally we both enjoyed that and you you were saying that uh, I've got Travis joined you with it as well so. yeah
2: yeah my son's getting into it well, There's three three out now and the fourth one will be coming out uh, I think early next week or somewhere anyway anyway we, it's a route out now it might be out yeah. now um but yeah they're doing it over the entire month maybe four or five episodes yeah. they were talking about in the last episode and just breaking it down that's it really good Quality stuff, so check them out.
3: Well, I mean, we're on the theme. I'm going to, you know, I might as well throw it out there. Um, 80s All Over is the podcast I've been spending a lot of time with. They're doing, they're on mu- movie reviews basically from, oh, they're going through every movie that had a cinematic release throughout the 80s. So they've just, they've completed 1980. Really? And they've just started. How many movies were there in 1980? I wasn't counting, but there were lots. Put at least there was 12 months worth of movies.
2: And how many how many movies do they get through in one episode?
3: They list all the major releases, <laughs> oh, crap. and then they have a, they have some great things to say about some of them. And it seems that they're involved in the industry, so they actually have some really good anecdotes and stuff about these movies. Right. And it's so it's really refreshing listening. It's at the moment, they're actually they're into 1981 now, so they're uh, I think they're in March or. Something like that. Well, but, that's yeah. something for you to look forward to for everyone that was born in
2: 1991,
0: like podcasts. Kai and Aaron. Yeah, then, yeah,
2: that's right. What was We're that?
0: Talking t- about good podcasts. I want to give a shout out to the letters page, which is the uh, the greater than games podcast, where they run through all the background story and explain who everyone is in Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is a really really cool superhero cooperative card game with a really deep world that they've you know thought about way too hard also yeah.
3: available on ios <laughs> <laughs> right. well shout outs to the people
2: that um, joined in on uh, on our facebook page yeah. this month um uh, i'd like to shout out to tim wren who is the classic meat axe from early on and you if you go back to the early episodes of um of seven land hand the meat axe always used to write in and have a have a because I'm, I'm going to say, and it's nice to hear from him again. And he is yeah. chimed in just to note that um, Tim Fowles was using the fat pack boxes for um, all of his games, yeah. which we found out he actually wasn't because they're skinnier. They are skinnier, but yeah.
3: he liked that idea. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, uh, well, that's great. as
0: always, the uh, the way to my heart is through a pun. Yeah, and Desmond Brophy has gone straight there this this time with uh, with the, 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 a comment that is just. It's 99% pun and 1% other words. <laughs> Tim right. Powers' other, pay, other game paperback has stolen my heart. Safe to say it vaulted to the top of my games list and robbed another game of the honour. Bugler. <laughs> <laughs> just just
3: chucked it in there at the end there.
2: Bugler.
0: Yeah, it. He sure did.
3: Mm. Um, um, James Russell Wills has corrections. got my info here. For a, yeah, a correction. Uh, his comment, point blank. For shame, fellas! Tell me, someone realized the mistake. Were you confused with the John Cusack film? I, of course, in the quiz, I, I referenced uh, Point Blank as being the movie starring starring Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, the heist movie. When in fact, that's an a movie about an assassin who has a conscience. And and I just ignored all the words you were saying and <laughs> understood as Point Break anyway. Sorry, that's hang it. On, hang on. Right. That's why
2: I was the so surprised. Was talking
0: about with Patrick Swayze is Point. Break. point yeah. break
3: not, that's right Not
0: just point blank
3: I daft, yeah well there we go. so anyway, so thank you for that, uh James, uh like I said, Matt's quiz is very loosely based around the facts, uh, and we like it that way <laughs> <laughs> I'd I like to point out as well
2: on the on Desmond Brophy's uh post, our return comments I mean he got you got a big round of applause, I can only imagine from Jamie, but then no one got on board my Desmond Bros fee for Burgle Brothers <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy with that. Um. <laughs>
3: We we could keep going on about people who have put comments on there because it's great to see uh, people contributing, leaving something witty, leaving something story... uh, yeah, funny yeah, stories. But like people right
2: getting, getting getting on board with the uh, grossness of the new uh, whatever we're going to call that card from Magic, the maybe the spoilt Armand Ket card. Yeah, maybe. can we not
0: talk about it? and Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> what, is,
2: what do you mean? When, how do we mean maybe spoiled? Well, well, that's we'll, just, we'll go and read the discussion on there as well. I think there's there's arguments for it and there's arguments again. They, they always have cards coming out like this. They go, oh, it's been has been spoiled, you know, and and. It, just
3: ends up being garbage. So but. maybe it's now spoiled the whole set. Is that what I'm no. saying?
2: No, 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 Matt. Oh. No. All
3: right. Okay. Um, so there's a bit of a
2: discussion <laughs> happening there, and you can also see us, yes, Open Burgle Brothers. I'm just, I'm just panning through here, and also your, uh, uh, who would you get on board for a heist voting thing?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um lots of love there for uh, love. Lots of Lovecraft there for. Uh, the Pink Panther, you know, got a vote there.
2: Oh, this month, uh, I guess we're going to have a some sort of Lovecrafty Arkham thing.
3: That's it. All right, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be totally, totally in the wheelhouse. Maybe creature oriented, some orientated, something like
1: that.
2: Well, orientated. this month, because we're getting back onto what this month is, it, the game of the month special is Arkham Horror, the card game. And good games are giving our listeners ten percent off. That's you guys. That's uh, all you got to do is state the password.
0: Give me my Dunwich Discount.
2: Give me my Dunwich Discount. In the, yeah, Wait, no, is that a gangster voice there, Matt? Yeah, I guess it could make hey, it sound more ominous. Hey, give me my Dunwich Discount.
3: Say it like you're ordering a sandwich. Uh, give me my Dunwich Discount. You know,
2: oh, you need a, a New England uh, accent, I'll whatever sounds it as like. Dunwich
0: Discount a latte.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can get that discount at any good game store, anywhere this side of Azathoth's Pizza Bar, and save sanity and dollars, but sanity as well. And this lasts for the entire month of April. That's... And wild stocks last. That's the important bit as well. Can't get discount on someone that isn't there. Funny <laughs>
1: you
0: think uh, about Azthut's Pizza Bar, yeah, it's comp- I thought there was nothing worse than anchovies on a pizza, but then I tried Eternity. It's terrible.
2: <laughs> Tentacles on a pizza. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 10% off, not enough. Well, go win it. You can do that by commenting on the Facebook post for this episode, episode 90, 90 years, 90 years ago, sort of today. H.P. Lovecraft was banging out the colour of space, I hear.
1: That's it.
2: Um, So the post for episode 90 uh, is pinned to the top of Seven Land Hand's Facebook page, and one commenter will be randomly chosen by Good Games HQ as this month's winner of the Fantasy Flight Arkham Horror the Card Game. And in fact, we have the winner of of, of, of last month's, of Burgle Brothers. Brothers. All right.
3: Who's it going to be? Well, the winner... (laughs) <laughs> of last month's game, Burgle Brothers. Yeah. Is David Scott from Melbourne. David Scott. Well. David Scott from Melbourne. Yeah, we
2: Facebook stalked you. Well, Jamie did. We were all <laughs> too embarrassed and blushed. We didn't press the button, but someone did.
0: I, I didn't stalk him. I am... I, um well aware of high society and i've heard of the melbourne scots thank you
2: very much
3: <laughs> yeah he's connected
2: uh, jamie said he hovered his mouth his, his mouse over the top of him and yeah i was going <laughs> dirty with that anyway i said uh, jamie hovered his mouse over him and um i initially took that as a euphemism for something else That's but it. uh david scott from <laughs> melbourne boom well done david burger brothers will be in touch with how you can claim your prize um and if for any of you that we read out tonight like Tim Wren,
3: David Desmond Brophy, and yep. the others. The other guy, you got to listen. That's <laughs> proof, proof that you're listening to us. Yeah, if you heard your name. Yeah, uh, if you were
2: listening and you heard your name read out, that includes you, Daniel. You might as well just get in there for another badge. I might, you know, what else can we send the, the man? Um,
0: given, yeah. the, given that the other guy corrected us. You know, maybe we should get his name right. It's James Russell Wills. James
2: Russell Wills, <laughs> yeah. otherwise known as, from now this day forth, as the other guy.
3: Um, I meant that with total affection.
2: Yeah, me too, yeah. Uh, so comment <laughs> comment on a Facebook posts and we'll, if we read it out and have a bit of a laugh with it and have a bit of fun or just totally get impressed by your corrections or knowledge, uh, we can, we'll send you out a, one of our badges. You can choose which one now. We've got a box full of all sorts now. Um, yeah, it's good to build the community and have a bit of a chat and fun with each other. So it could be an advertising into tool it. for us. You could be an advertising tool. You could be a hot garbage. And if we
0: don't like your comment, you're first against the wall when the revolution comes, buddy.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much mm. it. Yep.
3: You could be a charging badger.
2: Yeah, just so contact us at uh, any of the links on our on sevenlandhand.com. We've got Instagram stuff flying out there. Note that we always have map pointing at something when we play a game. We 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 work hard at that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and you can email us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com, which everyone seems to do. No one seems to go by our names. No, we at sevenlandhand.com but yeah. you can. We get it
3: anyway. So. We get it anyway. Yeah. So
2: yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. I think we're um, we're outrowing, aren't we? We've got. Um, well, unless a- you have a
3: complaint. If you have a complaint, then it's Jamie uh, at Hurstville. Yeah, Jamie at Hurstville. Um, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll listen to all your complaints. Um, I won't do anything about them, but I'll listen.
2: <laughs> um, so next fortnight, uh, we've got the uh, Armin Ket's just about. Oh, that's right. I meant to get the date exactly right, and I've just got here date. Almanac. I'm Ke- so
0: <laughs> pumped for ancient Egypt magic. It's
2: awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for Arm Cat. It's going to be so huge. Uh, we've already got ideas for um, you know, dressing up the pod in Egyptian themes and uh, just having... Lots you know. of
3: bangles playing in the background.
2: Oh, Susanna Hoffs is already on a flight yeah. over. That's going to be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's in a fortnight time. We're doing video podcasting now for, for, the, for the magic ones. So you can watch us as we do it and see what happens in between takes. And also what I'll be doing is I'll be throwing up a post uh, about the week before the podcast goes out for just questions about um, what Armand Kett's about, what yeah. cards, what magic questions you might have. And we'll, we'll start just reading out the, um, the best ones. Mm. Um, and you can, you'll win the booster that we bust on the yeah, show, the and poster. we're throwing in a, uh, a uh, masterpiece as well.
3: That's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just incredible.
2: Well, yeah, Chrome Mox, I think, is the one.
3: If that Which doesn't have everyone bees, salivating.
2: Mm. Okay, and, oh, and, and Matt and I, we're actually leaning on it right now. We've got a t- Seven Land and Tablecloth. We've started we set decorating the, uh, the pods so we look pretty on the, the video. That's it. So I if thought he, for a
0: second you were going to say you were leaning on the chrome Mox. So I was going to say it's, it's not good for value.
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no the, 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 the chrome
2: Mox is hermetically sealed in uh, <laughs> a, a cavity that belongs a body cavity of Aaron right now. <laughs> yeah
3: um, so you could look forward to seeing uh this tablecloth in person and, at any live events we have
2: and if i had a dollar for every time a listener's rung in or emailed us in saying i'd love to look at a fine tablecloth <laughs> whoosh,
3: be <laughs> able to hey, afford that chrome mox i tell you this tablecloth has a, an interesting feature which you uh, told me about and there was a, it's a three-sided you said it was
2: it is yeah three-sided uh, so you can put your legs on the table all right we're really boring them now uh <laughs> so next month what are we doing guys we're getting a bit unfair. we getting a bit unfair? Well, I think,
3: yeah, I think it's unfair that we're making people listen this long.
2: The second the second board game from the uh, Good Games Publishing
3: Library.
0: Yep. yep, sure is. All, All, right. Right. All
3: about roller coasters, sideshows and fairy floss. Fairy floss. Uh, when
2: we also probably them.
0: throw in some strange creepy clown music
2: and hypnotising people with our mesmer stares <laughs> and, and that's about it if, you, if you're not already hypnotised by uh, this podcast which well, they're tidy an hour, hour and a half nice. with a fantastic uh, Matt's Quiz theme tune in there thanks Daniel what are we going to put at the end? well just the usual shit that we play just me and Aaron playing guitar <laughs> that's
0: irreplaceable that is but yeah. you know, if you like we can see you saying Matt's Quiz over and over again while that plays <laughs> it'll make you feel what? better no, I
3: I quite enjoy it. It does. It's a great way to go out. It's a send off. It's like it's uh it stands out as being uh He's gonna start listing
2: he's, he's gonna list things. He's gonna list things. Alright, uh, good
1: night. Good night everyone. <laughs> good night.